You are listening to Better Golf Academy with me, Hanju Lee. This is episode one. Well, hello, everyone. Okay, here's the thing. We all want to get better at golf. But for whatever the reason, our game just doesn't improve. Sound familiar? Okay, well, I'm here to share the best secrets of improving your score. This podcast is not about giving you swing techniques or swing tips, but it's about giving you specific strategies, a tangible plan, and fun ways to improve your score. So welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. You ready? All right, here we go. All right, greetings from sunny Southern California. My name is Hanju, and I am super excited to be doing this podcast. First of all, thank you for tuning in. I know you're wondering who's this guy and what will he tell me that I haven't heard before. Well, I hope that we can be friends and I will work really, really hard to provide some value to you. And I hope to help you think about the game and motivate, inspire, and guide you to be better. So I don't have this magic formula, but I just freaking love this game and I feel like I have a lot to share. So today I want to share about how how we really improve our game. I want to talk about why average weekend golfers really don't improve and what simple things we can implement to change that. So sound good? Okay, so here's the dumb question. Who wants to improve? Who wants to go out and dominate this game amongst your friends who wants to win okay for those of you who are listening right now who really really want to improve your game raise your hand okay okay i see you i see you i see you okay you can put it down now i don't see you uh this is a podcast i i don't see him i'm sitting in this room by myself okay the truth is okay we're all trying but we're going about it the wrong way so how many weekend golfers do you know that have not improved their score or their handicap in the last five years. Okay, let me rephrase that. Have you improved your score or handicap in the last five years or even last 10 years? Okay, is that you? Okay, so I've been playing golf since I was about 10 years old. And I, I admit, I, I now consider myself a weekend golfer too, um, meaning I play like once a week uh, if I'm lucky kind of thing. It's not my profession. I'm pretty busy with life, with everyone else, but but I'm incredibly invested in the game, invested in my time in the game, my equipment, budget. (laughs) I'm also completely obsessed with the game. Okay, can you guys relate? Okay, so for me, I hold a handicap of 6.6 right now. Uh, and on a any given day, I can shoot in the 70s, okay, high 70s, mid 70s, sometimes once in a while. And of course, if you know the game of golf, any given day, I can also shoot in the 80s, even high 80s. <laughs> but after my years of playing, I've noticed the interesting pattern when I play with a higher handicapped weekend golfers. Um, after a couple repeated bad shots they usually look at me and they ask me okay what did I do wrong what is a quick fix here that's kind of basically what they're asking me and just to be clear there's really nothing wrong with this question I ask this question all the time just just 
to get a different perspective from different people and to see if someone can really spot something very obvious that I can fix right away. But, but the problem is this. Even though sometimes you can help spot a problem, you can even possibly help fix that problem in, in the next few shots. What happens next week or what happens the week after or the week after that? Yeah, see, you guessed it. So you, you go back to your old habits or you've forgotten to fix or you've developed another new problem or you have now just become more confused because whatever you've fixed while you're playing, it worked and then now it's not working and now you don't even know what to do anymore. And, and the bummer is you, you thought you were on your way to better golf by learning this quick fix. So here's what I'm realizing. Quick tips and quick swing fixes during a round doesn't always equate to long-term improvement in low handicap. So actually, sometimes it can just even become more frustrating and confusing. So then what's the answer? How do we truly get better? And how do we become a better player? And how do we start lowering our score? Okay, do you want to know the secret? Because there's a secret, okay? Okay, you ready? I'm going to tell you the secret. Here's the secret. Practice. Duh. <laughs> okay, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I do that. I go practice. I go hit balls all the time. and I even go hit a bucket of balls before I go play my round. Well, most people, when they practice, they just randomly hit a bucket of balls. They hit some putts on the green for feel and sometimes even hit some chips and they call it done. What I mean by practice is going out and executing very focused and strategic sessions to improve your game. If you do this right, you'll be well on your way to better golf. Again, duh. And you're thinking, dude, who's got time for that? I can barely get out there on weekends to play. And also you're thinking, that doesn't really sound fun at all. Okay, true. But you know what's not fun? Having a frustrating round, that's not fun. You know what's not fun? Hitting crappy shots, that's not fun. You know what else is not fun? Missing easy putts. That's frustrating. I've thrown clubs. You know what's not fun? Chunking your chips. You know what's not fun? Triple bogeys. You know what's not fun? Week after week, year after year, just hacking away and not seeing any improvements in your game. That's not fun. And honestly, I can ask most of my friends their honest opinion. How much have you improved? Or even how many strokes have you improved in the last five years? And most will tell me, uh, none. Okay, so here's the thing. I am believing that you are listening to this podcast because you want to get better. And I want to give you some practical, tangible, and fun ways to get better this week. This week. You ready? Okay. All right. Okay, number one, analyze your game. What do you mean by analyze my game? Do you want me to start keeping track of all my stats? How many fairways? How many greens? How many putts? How many up and downs? How many par saves? How many out of the bunker? How many penalty strokes? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. And you're thinking, forget it. I don't want to do that. So my answer is, okay, that's cool. No, don't do that. Uh, unless you're like a data geek like me and just love doing this kind of stuff, which, which I have asked for all this stuff, which I can share later. But to keep it real simple for each round, I want you to just ask yourself these three simple questions. 
What did I do well? What did I do poorly? And what do I need to work on this week to improve? Okay, so number one, what did I do well? Let's, let's focus on the good first. It's always best to focus on the good first. So look back in your round and ask yourself, what was good about my round today? What, what did I execute well? What club did I feel very, very comfortable with? What shot sticks in my mind that I thought was pretty dope? Okay, so for me, my last round, I was for some reason on with my driver. I hit almost every fairway. I did play this course that had pretty wide fairways, but still. I hit 10 out of 14 fairways, which was very unusual for me, and it was amazing. So I soaked that in a bit, and I, I wrote down a few things, um, my like swing thoughts and stuff like that on my golf journal, which I will talk to you about later. And um, I like doing that just so I can remember for the next time. But number two, you... Let's focus on why or what did I do so poorly, the bad. So what was really frustrating about my round today? What did I do that caused the extra strokes that I could have avoided? Uh, which club frightened me the most? <laughs> you know you know one of those, right? Which club do I had, I had no control over or even avoided today? You know, that kind of stuff. So for me, on my last round, I didn't chip so well. Um, I, di I didn't get the right feel on the green. Um, I hit it too hard. Um, I, I didn't I didn't leave myself easy. Give me putts off my chips. Um, but really, what I struggled with is because I left those long putts, longer putts. I ended up missing all those putts. So that's what really, really frustrated me, and that's what I feel like I did even more poorly than my chips, which my putts. So number three um, is what do I need to work on this week? So I picked my putting to work on for this week. Even though I felt like my chips could have been closer, I really felt like if I was more confident on my putts, uh, I could have easily made some good par saves. So that's what I picked. So I'm going to work on my putts this week. So number two, schedule my practice date. Now that I analyzed my game and I decided what to work on, I need to schedule my practice. This is where I think everybody just kind of falls apart. We have great intentions to improve and we have great goals set for this week, what to work on, but we don't sit down and actually schedule a day to practice. This is the fundamental flaw in our system. Just like you say to your friend, hey, let's have lunch soon, and, and you walk away. Have you done that before? And guess what? For some reason, you just don't get around to having lunch with that person. You're too busy or you forgot or whatever. But I don't know if you have friends like this, but I have friends like this. When we talk and say, hey, let's, do, do, let's grab lunch. And this person pulls out his phone and says, okay, cool. Let's do that. When? And... I pull out my phone and we both figure out a time and day. We can both meet for lunch and we schedule it in. That's how we make it happen. Well, same with your practice. You have your tea time set for the week and it's already on your calendar, but you're not going to miss it. So that's how you take your phone, go on your calendar and make an appointment with yourself to practice that one thing. Okay, so let's do that. Let's, let's, go, on your let's go on your calendar right now and practice and schedule in that practice day.
can be an hour, it can be two hours after work, it can be before work, um, during the week, right before, you know, you, you go out and hit, uh, hit the, hit the course, whatever. Okay. Did you do it? Okay. I'll wait. Okay. You're doing it. Okay, cool. All right. Also a side tip, you know, what works great. If you find a day and time that can be consistent, uh, like every week, that's ideal. That way it becomes like a habit, like a weekly habit just to work on. For me, I like to do it during the end of the week, like Thursday, since I usually play on Friday. Then what I practice is pretty fresh on my mind and my muscle memory. Um, and when, when I play the next day, I can feel the direct correlation from the practice to the improvement. And here's a point number three. Make it fun. Okay? So how do you make it fun? Well, it depends on what's fun for you. For me, Competition is fun. For me, making it a game is fun. When there's a winner and there's a loser and I am trying to win, that's what makes it fun for me. So let's go back to the one thing that I choose to practice this week, which for me was putting. And I have this drill, this fun drill that I do to keep myself entertained and engaged throughout my practice by myself. It's called 369. And I basically, I pick a hole on the green, usually like a slight break uphill. Um, but whatever you want to work on is fine. And from the hole, I mark off three feet and insert a tee into the ground to just mark it where, where I need to set the ball down. Then I pace off another three feet from there and insert a tee on the ground to mark off the six-foot length from the hole. Then you guessed it that you pace off three more feet there and insert a tee to mark off the nine-foot length from the hole. So that's why this drill is called 369. Now take three balls and start from the three-foot mark. Okay? And then you putt all three. Now you can only advance to the six-foot mark if you make all three in a row. Okay? And then from the six feet, you make all three in a row. Then you advance to the ninth feet and you make all three in a row from the ninth foot. Then you win the game. The, here's the kicker though. Anytime, anywhere, when you miss a putt, just any putt, you start over from the three foot line from ball number one. Yeah. So that's the game. And so in order to win, you have to put nine in a row, three foot, six foot, and nine feet. So this is what happens during the drill. So first you end up putting like three feet like hundred times because you keep missing putts somewhere in between. So you get very comfortable with a three foot putt. You're just like just throwing it in there like it's nothing. It becomes like second nature. And once you get to the six foot and you make your three and you, know, you finally get your nine foot mark, and you make the first two and you have the last ball left, uh, you don't, you get this sense that you do not want to miss this. You're just done. You just want to go home. You just want to get it over with. So guess what happens? You, there's this added pressure that you need to make this putt. You're mimicking your mental challenge during a real round. 
you've created this artificial moment of pressure that would require your full focus, like total mental clarity and calmness to execute and sink this last putt. Is this a valuable learning moment? Absolutely. It's priceless. And when you make that, sometimes like you celebrate because it it's, it's fun. Okay. Wasn't it fun just imagining it as, as I was talking? No? All right. Whatever. The point is, point is, make it fun. Something you will look forward to doing. For this drill, I created a simple worksheet for you that you can download. Shows you the step-by-step instruction and also breaks down the benefits of the drill. And it also has a, like a form that you can fill out uh, as you're doing the drill to, to keep records and measurements of your improvement, which, which I love doing that. You have to measure your improvement. We, I, I used to be an engineer, and we always said if you can't measure it, you can't accomplish it. Uh, that's been my motto for a long time. So I created that little form for you. Um, I'm sure you'll find it useful. So, so you can download it at bettergolfacademy.com forward slash one. That's a number one, um, not O-N-E. Number one. It's a free download. Just go ahead and go to bettergolfacademy.com forward slash one to download your copy. So to summarize the way to truly improve your game this week, okay, implement these three things after your your round okay again one analyze your game figure out what you did well what you did poorly and what you want to work on number two schedule a time during the week to practice for an hour or two then number three practice the drill that will keep you engaged learning and having fun and you know just google the drill there's tons of youtube videos out there fun drills that you can do for whatever you want to work on so going back to my story when i play golf with a higher handicapper and when they ask me hey tell me what i did wrong and instead of trying to give them like swing tips you know what i tell them now um i tell them hey you didn't practice you need to practice that's what i tell them (laughs) so here's the thing we all want to get better we all want to get better because this game can frustrate the heck out of you. It's a difficult game. It might even be considered one of the hardest sports in the world to master. But I believe with your commitment to learn, your commitment to grow, and ultimately your commitment to practice, you will improve and you'll have so much more fun than you have ever had before. Because winning is fun. Playing well is fun. Working hard and seeing the result is fun. So have a great week, everyone. Let's get better together. And thanks for listening to Better Golf Academy.